is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Panmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle. Not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nation. So today I have a guest who inspire you not to have a common life anymore. So please welcome Terry Tucker with me. He is the founder of Motivational Check. Um, Terry Tucker is the founder of Motivational Check and the author of Sustainable Excellence: Ten Principles to Leading Your Uncommon to Extra. Oinali Life. Thank you for joining Get Unstuck Radio today, Terry. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to talking with you. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm looking to speak with someone to like inspire people these days, especially to overcome the fear of living at the, this very moment. You know, this time are like totally unpredictable and uncontrollable by many factors. So. Yeah, I'm excited to speak with you today. Well, thank you. I think it's going to be a good time, and it, it's a good topic. But you know, regardless of whether we're going through through COVID or not, I mean, everybody has those those times when they, when they get down, and uh, I, I think we can help them. Yeah. So, um, before we start, how do you start writing? Then, can I ask you about that? Like, what inspired you to be a writer? Yeah, that's a good question. This this is my first book, and uh, it was really born out of two conversations that I had. One was I, I used to be a high school basketball coach, and mm-hmm. I I had a player that moved to the area where my wife and I live now, and my wife and I had dinner with her and her fiance. And I remember saying to her one day, one night after dinner, I said, "I'm excited that you're living close to me." and I can watch you find and live your purpose. And she got real quiet for a while and she kind of looked at me and she said, well, coach, what do you think my purpose is? I said, I have no idea what your purpose is. That's what your life should be about, finding the reason you were put on this earth and then living that reason. And that was one conversation. The second conversation was with a young man in college who reached out to me and wanted to know what I thought were the most important things that he should learn, not to just be successful in his job or in business, but to be successful in life. And I didn't want to give him the, you know, get up early, work hard, help others. Not that those aren't important. They are very important. But I wanted to see if I could go, for lack of a better word, deeper with him. So I thought about it for a while and I wrote some notes And eventually I had these 10 ideas, these 10 thoughts, these 10 principles. And so I sent them to him. And then I kind of stepped back and I was like, you know, I've got a life story that fits underneath this principle, or I know someone whose life 
emulates that principle. So I've been battling cancer for the last nine years. And last year I had my leg amputated in April during the pandemic. And I also started chemotherapy for the tumors in my lungs in June. Uh, and during that three month period where I was healing, I sat down at the computer every day and I started to build stories underneath each of the principles. And that's how sustainable excellence came about. Wow, you make me feel excited. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, I really respect you on that. And I think you have to be okay. Me, myself, though, I have to move the country during pandemic. That's already crazy. Like, I moved back to Thailand, and things were just, like, totally not in my control anymore. And you can say, like, I think many of my generation are having the control freak issue. <laughs> When you plan things, you really want things to happen, but then lives happen. You can't do that. So, um, but it could cause, I like what you share your daily thoughts every day in your blog. And one of the things that hit me this moment is that without commitment, you will never start. And without consistency, you will never finish. John Lucas, right? And that's true. But sometimes between commitment and consistency, there are conflict between them. <laughs> yeah, there, there's always conflict. I, I mean, if, if you look at life in general, and, and you know, I, I always talk about we're all going to experience some kind of pain in our life. It doesn't have to be cancer pain like mine. I mean, you could flunk a test at school or break up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or not get the promotion at work that you think you deserve. We're all going to experience pain. Pain is inevitable. Suffering, on the other hand, suffering is optional. Suffering is what you do with that pain. Do you, do you take it and use it to make you a stronger and more determined individual, or do you wallow in it and feel sorry for yourself and want somebody to feel sorry for you? The, the world owes you nothing. I, I mean, you know, and I always say it's a choice and, and, and life is all about choices. You know that life is all about the choices that we decide we're going to make. So life is a choice. Do you want to use your pain to make you better? Or do you want to use your pain to make everybody feel sorry for you. It's your choice how you want to handle that. Mm, wow. So can we can we start with the um, the principle that you mentioned about? Yeah, the principle. Sure, I, I'll give you I'll give you some of them. It's always fun for me as an author because when somebody reads the book, there's always one principle. And the principles are not in any order. You know, number one is not any more important than number four or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But there's always one principle that kind of stands out, that the person kind of gravitates to, that, you know, it's like, hey, number four was the one that I really liked, or number six was the one that I really liked. For me, the one that, that, that I, and each, each principle is a chapter in the book. So the one that really kind of gravitates towards me is, is this one. It's most people think with their fears and their insecurities instead of using their minds. And I oh. think the reason that, that that's real important to me is I've done it. You know, I've been like, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I'm a little scared to do that. Or you know what? What if people laugh at me? Or what if I fail? I always tell young people, especially. 
If there's something in your heart, something in your soul that you think you're supposed to do, but it scares you, go ahead and do it. Because I can promise you this, at the end of your life, the things that you're going to regret are not going to be the things you did. They're going to be the things you didn't do. And by then it's going to be too late to go back and do them. So that's that's one that, that I like and, and one that I think about a lot. There's a there's a chapter in there about the importance of failing and failing often, especially when you're young. You know, go ahead and take chances. Go ahead and make mistakes when you're young because you don't have the responsibilities when you're older. You don't have a family. You don't have, you know, children that are, you know, uh, depending on you and things like that. So go ahead and do things and, and figure out if this is what you want to do or not. And if you make a mistake, so what? Who cares? At that point in your life, it's it's not a big deal. You know, when, when you're older, it's maybe a little bit more of a big deal. But even then, I don't think it's much of a, of a big deal. So that's another one. Another one that I like is you are the person that you're looking to become. You know, you may want to be a certain way, but you're not there yet. You're still that person. You just haven't gotten there. You just got to go through the steps to get to whatever whatever that person or whatever that that thing that you want to do is. So, so that's another important one. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll end on this one. Um, there's a chapter in there about the importance of listening and not listening to respond, but listening to understand. And I think in our world right now, that's, that's a really important one. We need to understand where the other person is coming from and not just be, you know, hurry up and say what you're going to say because I want to get my two cents in here. No, let's, let's think about where we're coming from so we can understand each other. If we can do that, we can do anything. Wow. Yeah. Surprisingly, though, I just watched Will Smith's documentary last night, like the one that he tried to write his own book. And he also start with fear. And you just, I think you just read my mind or something like, <laughs> no, I, 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 before I jump into this call, I was thinking, okay, let's talk about fear. Because I think fear stops people in many ways. Um, I'm just thinking in my head with it. And then you're starting that. And I think um, anyone who listening to this though, and if you fear of like feeling uncomfortable, feeling fear of being embarrassed by others, or don't know where it would lead you next. Um, that is something that you should do it anyway. Weirdly, but true. Every time, I'm, I'm still young, to be honest. I, I'm very, I'm, I'm not that young, but I'm still like in the early age of like maturity, like I'm only 28. So I'm at the period of time where I can fail and it's okay. I don't have much commitment. I don't have a lot of responsibility only with my parents, but other things are not that real commitment for the world, like moving forward. So I totally understand what the three principles that you cover already. Um, yeah, but what do you think? Um, okay, my question is like this. My parents, though, they realize of this self-awareness of being able to break through their limiting belief when they are 50. They taught me, on the other hand, like 
four years ago because I just like started this business journey like for four years and I think I'm grateful and thankful for that that I get to learn about this thing with my personal experience and from my parents at the early age but what about other people they might get to read your book when they are um 40 or 50 and they just feel like miserable at that time um do you think that this could be included in the parenting style you know i do i i had an, an 87 year old man who uh bought the book and read it unbeknownst to me i i, I didn't know who he was and he reached out to me and he said you know if i would have had those principles when i was younger i would have had a much better life so i don't think the the book is you know where it may be geared toward a younger audience, I, I think the principles are timeless. You know, you, you talk about fear. I, I mean, we're, we're, we're afraid when we're young. We're afraid when we're middle-aged. We're afraid when we're older. It's just what we're afraid of. And, mm -hmm. and fear, fear can be a gift. Uh, there, there's a, a book here in the United States called The Gift of Fear. It's written by a man by the name of De Becker. Uh, and it, it's it's just a it's an excellent book. I used to be a police officer. Uh, it was one of my jobs. And people used to ask me, you know, are, are you do you ever get afraid? And I used to tell them, well, any policeman that tells you they're never afraid is either an idiot or they're lying to you, you know, because we we, we do things. We have to go into situations that are scary, that are unknown. And we just have to rely on our training and our fellow officers to make sure that we're safe. So, you know, I wouldn't dismiss fear, but on the other hand, you know, our brains are hardwired to avoid pain and discomfort and to seek pleasure. And to the brain, the status quo is good. As long as things are the way they are, that's fine. Don't mess with them. Don't try anything new. Don't do anything different. The problem with that is, the only way you're going to grow is to step outside of your comfort zones, to do things that scare you, to do things that you're afraid to do. And if you don't do that, you will have a very dull and boring life. So again, as you said, you know, you're 28 years old. That's a perfect time to go out and do stuff that scare you. You know, it's like, I, I want to do this. But boy, it really scares me. What are my friends going to say? What, you know, what, what are people who I work with going to say? Who cares? Who cares what people say? I always tell people at the end of your life, you're not going to be judged by what other people said or did. You're going to be judged by what you said and what you did. So don't worry about what anybody else says. If you find that passion in your heart that you think you're supposed to do, go ahead and do it. Even if you mess up, even if you fail, I mean, I always look at that only two things can happen. One, you can win, you can be successful, or two, you can learn. And people are like, no, you can win or you can learn or, or you can lose. You only lose if you don't learn uh, based on what the thing that you did, whether you're successful or not. Yeah, that makes sense. You only lose when you not learn what it has happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I love your daily thought, though. That's so inspiring. Um, and you mentioned about the purpose. What, how, how do people find what they have passion to do things? Like, 
I, I this is something that I believe though. We talk to ourselves the least why we kind of trying to be the expert of others people life like you can ask me for advice I can guide you through if I have those experience blah 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 however when it talks about our own thing we actually not really speak much like even though like you have seen um many gurus or many people in the health industry especially for mental health tell you to journal to speak out your truth um, and then reflect on what do you really think, what you're grateful for, what are something that you regret today and you want to make change tomorrow, etc. Um, but how can they know that this is their passion, in your opinion? This episode is sponsored by Mutita Clothing, like what I'm wearing right here. So if you are a pretty sized lady who are looking for high quality apparel as well as a neat cutting and premium pattern, check it out at mutitaclothing.com so that you can be simply elegant by no time. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. We have an author over here in the United States by the name of Mark Twain, died back in the, in, in the late 1800s. And he had a great quote, and this is what he said. The two most important days of our lives are the day we're born and the day we figure out why. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I, I think our, our passions, and, and I guess let me back up a little bit. A lot of times we think our purpose or our why has to be our job. It doesn't. You know, you could have a job over here that, that you do every day that pays the bills, but your passion or your purpose or your why is to write or to volunteer or, you know, to, to paint or, or whatever it is. I don't know how you find your passion other than to continue to look for it with an open heart. And I think if you do that, you will find it. If you can't wait to get up in the morning and go do whatever you think your purpose is or your passion is, there's a very good chance that that's what it is. But if you get up in the morning and you're like, oh, gee, I got to go do whatever, that's probably not your purpose. Your purpose will energize you. Your purpose will, you know, excite you and and want, and you can't wait to do it. And, And when you find it, you'll know it. And it's something that as long as you keep searching, and, and the problem is a lot of people don't take the responsibility for their own success or happiness in life, especially here in the United States. We always want to blame somebody. You know, we want to blame our parents or we want to blame our status in life or we want to blame our boss. We never want to take responsibility for our own success and happiness. And a lot of times people just quit. They just get out of the, you know, it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm comfortable where I am. And so I'm just going to stay there. I'm not going to push forward. Again, that goes back to if you're not growing, then you're dying. And I don't want to be in a dying state. I want to continually be in a growing state. I want to continually be in a state where I'm challenged and I'm challenging myself. So I would just say for people who don't think they found their purpose or their passion or their why yet to keep looking. Don't quit. Never give up. It's going to, it'll be there, but you got to get out there and find it. Sometimes it's not going to come to you. You got to go look for it. And if you do that with an open heart, I think you're going to find it. Wow. That's so inspiring. 
go find it with an open heart. Yeah, that's true. Because sometimes you expected something to happen along the journey. And then you have the anxiety of thinking about the future too much along the way. And therefore, that may be one of the reasons why you feel like quitting, right? Yeah, it's easy. It's life makes it very easy for us to quit. You know, the least little obstacle that's put in our our place, you know, the least little failure that we, we butt up against. Oh, I'm, I'm going to quit. No, no, I don't want to go on. I don't want to go in for it, it, it. It's you've got to keep moving forward. As long as you're moving forward, you can do anything. I, I'm reminded of a story that I, that I read about that happened back in the 1950s here in the United States at Johns Hopkins University. And it was a very simple story. And it was about a professor that took rats and put them in a tank of water that was over their head. And he wanted to see how long the rats could tread water before they drowned. And the average rat treaded water for about 15 minutes. And right as they were getting ready to drown, he reached in and grabbed them, pulled them out, dried them off, let them rest for a while, and then he put them back in that exact same tank of water. And the second time around, those rats treaded water for 60 hours. Think about that. The first time, 15 minutes. That's all I can do. I can't do any more. I'm going to drown. 15 minutes. But somebody came and pulled me out of that water and dried me off and let me rest and then put me back in that same tank of water. And I treaded water for 60 hours. Think of, that says to me two things. One, the importance of hope in our lives. We've got to have hope. We've got to have a vision of something that's better than what we've got now, that we're working towards something that's, that's going to make our lives better. So hope is number one. And number two, just how much our physical bodies can handle. I mean, you, we, we get up against these impediments, these blockages, and we just quit. No, our bodies can handle so much more. So if you think you're, you're at the end of your rope and you can't go on, just tie a knot in the end of that rope and realize that you have so much more left to give to yourself. Mm. So anyone who's still listening to here, asking yourself, are you really feel like, feel like enough or you haven't tried all the perspective just yet? There are options for you, right? To, to figure out and to move forward. And it's okay if you don't want to move towards the same path. It's okay to change as well. So yeah, I think that is kind of skill that you have to learn along the way that um, to find a way like find the lights at the end of the tunnel because sometimes we we really stuck and get blocked by the shadows in front of us when we are too close to the problem oh it leads me to one thing do you think that there will be always something that save us when we get blocked like that yes and, and I, I guess I'll kind of tell you another story. Another job that I had uh, in, in my career was I was a hostage negotiator 
on a on a SWAT team, on a on a police okay. uh, tactical team. And one of the things we talked about was the the we we kind of acquainted it to a teeter totter or a seesaw at the park, you know, that kind of goes up and down like that, that that kids play on. And if you think about it, when you make good decisions, you're operating from your rational mind. When you make bad decisions, you're operating from your emotional mind. So if you're making decisions based on emotion, you're probably going to have a much more difficult time being successful at whatever you're doing. And a lot of times as negotiators, you know, the, the person's emotional energy was way up here and their, their rational brain was way down here. And we had to spend hours talking with them, getting to burn off that emotional energy so that teeter-totter could come to equilibrium. And even if we were lucky, get the rational side way up in the air and the, and the emotional side down on the ground because you're going to make better decisions if you're if you're operating from an emotion or from a, a rational state than if you are from uh, an emotional state. So I guess I would kind of look at it that way that if you can make your decisions based on uh, your rational brain and not your emotional brain, you'll probably make better decisions overall for yourself. Mm. Make sense yeah i haven't searched on that but i i like in the way that chris watt i guess for negotiator like i i have been following him but so i get to know you more and i would definitely drink to that like I, it's already my to search list to do the research on that so i'm very interested on that so um terry in case anyone want to buy your book where can they find and where can they follow your daily thoughts then yeah, so you can uh, you can buy Sustainable Excellence anywhere you can get a book online. So through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple iBooks, pretty much anywhere you get a book online, you can find Sustainable Excellence. To get a hold of me, I, I as you mentioned, I put up a, I have a blog called Motivational Check, and I put up a daily thought for the day. Uh, it usually comes with a question to kind of get you to think about it and how maybe you can apply it to your life. Uh, on Mondays, I put up the Monday morning motivational message, which is usually a video or a story that's a little bit longer. But I understand that people's time is at a premium. So what I put up is very short. You can, if you need a quick hit of inspiration or motivation, go to motivationalcheck.com. You can leave me a message there. You can get access to my social media sites. You can actually even buy the book through that. So motivationalcheck.com will get you to me. Thank you so much for sharing everything today. Um, I wish everyone who's still listening now get unstuck from where they are, whatever block you currently, and prepare yourself for the better life ahead. Thank you, Terry, for joining Get Unstuck Radio today. Thank you for having me on. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show notes at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.